The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention when you were just talking to me. Alrighty. Do you think that you could repeat the question? Do we even have to do a show today? Are you ready already? We were supposed to have a guest today, but they bailed for next week. So. Are, are we going to say mean things or no? I'm going to try. Well, tweet mean things. The tweet mean things. <laughs> All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here at the Studio 21, uh, here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, at Top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Uh, we have a shorter version of the show for you today. We originally had a couple of guests booked. They're going to be in next week. Next week's the show you don't want to miss, Ed. What's happening, Next week, Tom? we've got the Police Superior Officers Union in Methuen is coming in. Are those the ones paying you to say nice yes, things? Yes, they pay me to say nice things about them. Yeah, that's, that's the That's the narrative. Um, and we're also going to have um, a guy I work with, I've, I've worked with in the past, and I work with from time to time on other stuff, uh, Jerry Flynn, who's president of the Police Benevolent Association. Yeah. And that's kind of like the national union that the Superior Officers Union in Methuen belong to. Got it. So there's always like a local union, and then the local union belongs to like a state union, and then it's like a national union. And uh, Jerry is president of the national union, and he's going to be joining us. It was nice of him uh, to drop by. He came by earlier, I oh, guess, before I got here. I guess I met him. And, uh, and dropped off this uh, here, Cops for Trump me, Pence let me zoom in 2020 t-shirt. Bit. I appreciate that from Jerry and all the guys over at, over at the PBA. And what people don't understand is that the, the reason why the, the cops – sponsor the show and give us information for the newspaper and everything else. It's not that they're buying, you know, my, you know, me defending them. It's that I've been defending them for 30 years and they're like, well, at least we got one guy on our side. We ought to be supporting this guy. So, I mean, people could twist it however they want, but I mean, I can't win no matter what I do in this business. I've kind of noticed that yeah, over the course yeah. of and my And it doesn't time. matter if it's Methuen, if it's Lawrence. Uh, there's an issue going on I want to start off the show with today. Um, driver's licenses for illegal aliens. You would think that there'd be no way people could attack me on that on that issue. But you, some, but you, some, you've been pretty clear on where you stand. Yeah, but somehow I'm still the bastard. Somehow really? I'm still the bad guy. So everyone knows Diana DiZoglio, state senator, is a friend of mine. We don't agree on everything. Um, she's a moderate to conservative Democrat. She agrees with the Republicans like 40, sometimes 50% of the time. Mm. So you would think if you were the head, if you were Jim Lyons, my other good friend, that if you were Jim Lyons, head of the mass GOP, you wouldn't be wasting time attacking someone like Diana DiZoglio when you, got, when you have guys like Jamie Eldridge who think that not only should illegal aliens be able to come here, get uh, free Social Security numbers, licenses, everything else. He thinks they should be able to vote in our presidential elections from their home country. Like everybody in the world hmm. should be able to do, should be, should be involved. And, um, and you would think that they would go after the Barry Feingolds of the world and the Jamie Eldridge's of the world. But they cut their nose off despite their face. And I end, up, I end up the bad guy. So here's what happens. So Diana DiZoglio uh, is um, at a subcommittee meeting of the Senate. And she votes to allow the issue of driver's licenses for illegal aliens to go forward for study. 
That was the vote. So they're in a subcommittee meeting. It's not the full Senate vote. It's not the final vote. They're in, they're in a subcommittee, and she votes to allow the issue to go forward for study, which means it's going to get changed nine more times yeah. before it comes back to the Senate. Jim Lyons and the Mass GOP go absolutely apoplectic. They've already got they've already got uh, uh, memes set up that are floating all over. They're sharing all over Facebook. Diana DiZaglio is evil. They're all evil. All these Democrats, they're all evil people. They're bad people, and um, they start targeting Diana. So, I'm a news guy. I did my job. I shared what they what mm-hmm. they posted. I shared there was a WHAV story that had that had Diana in the headline, saying that she voted for this to get out of committee. And the headline was a little misleading because it said she voted for illegal aliens for drivers, uh, getting driver's license, which isn't exactly the vote, but okay, whatever. But my job is to share the news. So every day when something's in my news feed, and if it's from WHAV, if it's from Boston.com, if it has to do with anybody local in the Valley Patriot area, I share it out. Yep. And then people come on my page and they can either trash somebody or defend somebody. And I, and they did. They, of course, a bunch of people come on my page trashing Diana. I took no part in it. I sat back and I said nothing because I'd had a conversation with her the day before. And she said, I want you to at least get my side of the story before you weigh in publicly. Fair enough. Yep. So I took no part in the ass kicking that she took on my Facebook page. I'm still the bad guy. I shouldn't have shared the link. She's being singled out. I'm no good. I'm a horrible person. So she's mad at you. So, so she and her people. So, okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. So uh, she's my friend, and she was my friend before she was a politician. She'll be my friend after she's a politician. So these things don't really get me all worked up. Until Jim Lyons, head of the another friend of mine, head of the Mass GOP, starts posting on Facebook all over the place about how horrible and evil Diana DiZaglio is, and tagging me and calling me out for not calling her out. So now they're mad at me for not calling her out. She's mad at me, and her people are mad at me because I posted the story. And I'm sitting here going, "Wait a minute! I'm I'm like I'm friends with both sides. Well, I, it's, I'm very very clear about my view on driver's licenses for illegal aliens. They shouldn't have driver's licenses. I don't care if Jesus Christ descends into the Senate and says this is a good idea. I'm still voting no. And Diana is now starting to be swayed in the opposite direction. Not so much because that because she believes driver's licenses for illegal aliens is such a great thing. She's always been against that. But her position, and hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I, her position is, from what I understand, that, hey, look, she was, she was really ready to vote against the final bill yeah. until she went on Facebook and saw people were kicking the shit out of her everywhere she went and people were making assumptions about what her vote actually was. Didn't bother to click the link and actually read that it was a subcommittee meeting that she moved something forward, not saying that she was, she was for the actual issue. So now they're pushing her because they're attacking her. Again, they're not attacking Barry Feingold, who wants abortion on demand up to seventh grade. They're not attacking Jamie Eldridge, who wants every Muslim terrorist in the world to move to Massachusetts and vote in elections. They're not attacking any of the people who are the far left-wing anti-American Democrats that run the party. They're going after the person in the middle. They're going after the person who's with them 40 to 50% of the time. And what happens? Listen, this exact dynamic is the reason I left the the Republican Party. I was sick of the purity tests. I was working for Richard Tissay. He was running for Congress. An openly gay man, married to another guy, whatever. I couldn't care less what people's personal lives are. But he was fiscally conservative. He was a Republican. And the Republicans eviscerated him. They eviscerated him through the entire mm. campaign. And as a result, he lost. Yeah. And the Democrat won. And how does that help? 
<laughs> Same thing with Scott Brown. Scott Brown ran for, ran for the United States Senate. He never said he was the conservative icon. He never said that he was the reincarnation of no, Bill Buckley. He, he was pretty moderate. He was pretty moderate, and he said he was pretty moderate. He said the first time he ran that he was for abortion in the first trimester. He, he was very open about some of the things he disagreed with the party platform on, but he was still a Republican, and he won in that special election. Mm-hmm. And the minute he got elected, the right wing of the Democrat Party targeted him. Yeah. Not, you know, not the Democrats that are doing bad things, but the Republican that agrees with us 70% of the time. So Scott Brown loses to Elizabeth Warren. How'd that work out? Not too well. How does that help? How does that help the conservative cause? If you're a conservative Republican, how does it help the conservative cause when you're attacking Scott Brown for not being pure enough, and you end up with Elizabeth Warren? Who I mean, do I need have, have to say anything about where Elizabeth Warren stands and everything? She's a nutcase. <laughs> she wants a seven-year-old transgender kid to pick the next uh, Department of Education secretary. As if an 11-year-old kid of any stripe knows anything about the Department of Education. Right. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So she's a total lunatic. <laughs> and so I used to say to people during the Scott Brown fights and during the To Say fights, well, would you rather have Elizabeth Warren? Would you rather have, uh, I can't remember the guy that beat uh, To Say, because uh, I think he's gone now. <clears throat> but would you rather have him? And most of them said Yes. Because we can campaign against them. We can show everybody how evil they are. So it's all about protecting a narrative. It's not about accomplishing Mm -hmm. anything. It's not about uh, advancing conservative causes. See, I agree with the mass GOP, and I agree with Jim Lyons 100% on all of the issues. I can't think of one issue we disagree on, on issues. Where they screw up is the strategy. And my strategy has always been, if I find a Democrat like a Suzanne Bump, so Suzanne Bump's our state auditor. She comes up for election. I went out and I supported Suzanne Bump. Why? I get my phone. My phone's going like crazy. I get emails from people. You're a traitor. You're a Republican in name only. Well, no, I'm not a Republican anymore at all. So you can't yeah. comment that. Why are you supporting Suzanne Bump? She's for abortion on demand. She's for this. She's for welfare for everybody. She's for illegal aliens. Right. I agree with all of that, except she's a friggin' auditor. She's not in charge of abortions. She's not in charge of the death penalty. Her job is to audit. And you know what she did in her first couple of years? She got in, and she did what no Republican auditor would be able to get away with. She audited the welfare department. Mm. And she exposed exposed millions and millions of dollars being stolen from the welfare department at the same time the Democrat Party, her party, was running around saying there's no fraud. There's no fraud, nothing to see here move along. Because if they admit that there's any fraud, then they have to admit that the Republicans are right about something, and then they have to spend less money on. <laughs> so I grabbed Suzanne Bump one day, and I said, I'm a conservative Tea Party guy, but I still support you, and here's why. I want to hold a sign for you. I got the crap beat out of me. Hmm. She's a liberal, right. But if you can find a Democrat who doesn't check all the boxes on the left, who gives her party a hard time, who helps advance the conservative agenda, which she does by virtue of auditing the welfare department. Now, when she did her first audit, Deval Patrick was, was governor, and he blasted her in the front page of the, of the Boston Globe that she was just trying to run for governor someday, and she's skewing the facts. And that's when you started to like her. I liked, liked her even more, right? Yeah. So Suzanne Bump said, okay, if the governor's going to call me a liar, she went out and she took some of her discretionary money from her budget, hired an outside auditing firm to come in and do a re-audit of the welfare department and found $9 million more million that were <laughs> being stolen that nobody knew about. In fact, they even pinpointed that the welfare, law, uh, the welfare office in Lawrence had 
Hundreds of thousands of cash EBT cards walk out the door with no accountability. Nobody knows who signed off on them. Nobody knows where they went. Nobody knows who they went to. All right? If a Republican had done that, what would they call him? A racist. You're a racist. But they can't call Suzanne Bumper racist because she's a left-wing lunatic. (laughs) So it serves the conservative purpose to find people in the other party that are giving angst to their party and are doing things that help conser- that help ad- advance the conservative cause. But because the right wing of the party is so hateful, they just so hate anyone on the other side like they're bad people. Yeah. That you can't even you can't even get into their head that part of the part of the way you advance a cause is not just by building up your own side but by infiltrating the other side and getting people who aren't really happy with their own party, who don't check all the boxes to come to your side once in a while. I mean, let's remember, I, sub- I submitted a public records bill in the House and in the Senate. It was Diana DiZoglio and Katie Ives that walked those through. There were Democrats who gave their own party a hard time and walked through my bill and got us the votes and got the governor's signature to get my bill passed. Now, it still needs help. We still have to modify it. There's still some holes in it. But at least we got it done. And we didn't get it done because of the Republicans, because there's only like eight of them. You're not going to get anything done with just Republicans ever in Massachusetts. It's a communist state. It just is. So to make all Democrats evil, to make all Democrats the enemy, only takes people in the middle who side with you 40 or 50% of the time and pushes them toward, well, this way, pushes them toward the far left. Because as many state reps have said to me, who started off moderate when they got elected and ended up voting with their party on everything, at least there's safety in numbers. They can't come after all of us. If we're all voting that way, they can't come after all of us. I'll side with my party. And by the way, this is Massachusetts. I'll get more votes. Yeah. Right? I'll get less votes if, I, if I'm independent and I disagree with my party 50% of the time. Because that means there's a lot of Democrats out there that aren't going to vote for me because I don't check all the boxes. And the conservative right-wing Democrat Republicans are never going to vote for me no matter what I do. So now I'm an island. So how does this help? How does this, how does this advance the conservative agenda? I would argue that it doesn't. Jim Lyons' position, we had a nice conversation this morning for the first time in a few months. Uh, he said, well, uh, that strategy has never worked. My argument is that strategy has never been tried. All right? Mm. Previous Republicans just acquiesced to whatever the Democrats wanted. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you find Democrats that don't check all the boxes, get them on your side on key issues, and then on some of those key issues, at least you can mitigate the damage that the left-wing lunatics in the legislature are doing. What about Donald Trump? Look at what Donald Trump did was the answer that I got. (laughs) And he's not wrong, except Massachusetts is never going to vote for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's strategy is never going to work in Massachusetts because the majority of the voters in Massachusetts are left-wing lunatics. It's just the way that it is. We've had Ted Kennedy and Gary Studs and Deval Patrick. And even the Republicans that we've elected are really just Democrats with, with an R next to their name. I mean, I love Charlie Baker. I do. I supported him. I'll probably support him again. Which, which, again, gets me attacked by the right. So I'm like, I'm the guy in the middle. Like, no matter what I do, whether it's Methuen politics and it's the Jessica issue, whether it's state politics and it's this issue, I'm just a bad guy no matter what I do. And it's amazing because then I go on this Methuen Onion page and it's like, Dom Duggan's <laughs> bought and paid for. I'm like, by who? Who am I? Bo- and by the way, please let me know where that mansion is down in the Dominican yeah, Republic that I always wanted because I, I haven't gotten anything. You know, translate all this to like a Methuen issue. The Sabre McCarty clan are a total war with me, as you see on the onion, right? 
eviscerate me every chance they get, badmouth me behind my back every chance they get. They do everything they can to try and sap my credibility. And why are they doing that? Because when Jessica Finnecaro first got elected, Tim Wood, on behalf of Steve Saber, started writing these really slanderous stories about Jessica. And the only person who defended her was me. I'm the guy that defended her. I'm the guy that went out there on Facebook, on Twitter, in my newspaper, and I defended her because she was right. She wasn't right about all of the issues, but she, was, but she was right about what she was calling out. So now they're attacking me, and I wake up two years later, and Jessica's on their side. <laughs> and I'm like, so wait a minute. So I'm fighting a war for someone who's on their side now. Like, I can't win no matter what I do. Like, there's nothing, no matter what I do. And this is why when people say, Tom, you really don't, you don't, really don't care if people hate you, like you. No, because no matter what I do, no matter what it is, no matter what position I take, no matter how much I try to smooth over conflict between people behind the scenes, I'm still the bad guy at the end of the day. Well, you know what it amounts to? You actually want to think through mm. issues rather than just align with one side or the other and right. stay there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like when people have knee-jerk reactions to things, especially myself. I've been guilty of it. And then you read into the issue three days later and you feel like a fool right. because you find out what you were having a knee-jerk reaction to was a headline in a story you didn't actually read. And a lot of times the headlines don't really reflect what's in the story. Uh, as I from just read some of my hate mail. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of times my show titles don't really reflect That's what true. was in the show. That's true. <laughs> Somehow I lost my cigarettes. I don't know what that Oh, happened. my God. Um, so, uh, so that's the thing with the I, – I don't think illegal aliens should get licenses. Diana's position, at least as of right now, is the Police Chiefs Association came forward and supported this new bill. Now, she voted against the last three. She never got credit by the Republicans, by the way, for voting against the last three – driver's license proposal for illegal aliens. But on this one, they've changed the language because the police chiefs want to be able to know who's in the community. So if they're going to come in, they're going to get a driver's license, they're going to be fingerprinted, we can know who they are, it's a lot easier for cops to do their jobs. Now, that's her position, she's entitled to it, I don't agree with it. Right. Because if you asked police officers, if you took a private survey of most police officers, and I know because I grew up in a cop household, if you polled cops and said, Hey, if you had your way, would you do away with the Fourth Amendment so you could search anybody's house or car without a warrant? They'd all say yes, every one of them. Sure. Because it would make their job easier, right? So there's a reason that cops enforce the law and don't make it. And legislators make the law and don't enforce it, <laughs> right? And while I agree with, you know, sometimes the cops are advocating for things like tougher sentences for rapists or death penalty for cop killers, I agree with them on those issues, but the legislature shouldn't be voting for it just because the cop said so. Because the cops, again, should, the people enforcing the law should never be the people making the law. Right. Right? Because that's just a recipe for disaster. So I'm screwed no matter what I do. I'm, I, whether it's the Methuen politics and Lawrence politics. and Lawrence politics, I'm a no-good bastard. Somebody gets shot. I post it online. You never say anything good about Lawrence. You hate Lawrence. You must be a racist. Right? Then I write 15 positive stories about Lawrence. And you know what I get? You're just pandering. You're just pandering. You're trying to hide the fact that you hate Latinos and that you're really a racist. So it's like maybe they're paying you to write. I nice wish. Things. I wish people. Listen. I wish people would pay me to do nice things. To say nice mm -hmm. things. The only way you're going to actually get me to say nice things is really if you is <laughs> if you pay me. So you know whether it's the driver's license thing. You know I I went off on uh, Linda Campbell. All right. So on the one hand, I've got Methuen Onion saying I'm bought and paid for by people who buy ads in my paper. Linda Campbell spends a lot of money in my newspaper come election time. She also gives us money for our scholarships at the Bash every year. She comes to the Bash every year. She writes a column for us every month. 
This month, she wrote a column defending her position on banning menthol cigarettes. Mm. So I called her out on Facebook. And I said, my exact words were, Linda Campbell's full of crap. And it wasn't because of her position. It was her reasoning for her position. Her reasoning for her position was, we have to save the children. But this is the same Linda Campbell that voted to make pot legal. So I would imagine if you went up to 99... 14-year-old boys randomly surveyed them and said, would you rather have a Newport or a joint? <laughs> They're all taking the joint, which is, I'm sure, far worse for you, for you than a Newport cigarette. And yet somehow, the person who's for abortion on demand up to birth, the person who made pot legal, and the legislature, the Democrats who are looking at safe injection sites for heroin, because that's right. not bad for kids. No. Menthol cigarettes, that's where they draw the line. So I go on. And I call, I love Linda. She's a friend. I just disagree with her on the issue. I, I say she's full of crap. And what do I get? Evelyn Tobin goes on the Methuen Sound off page. I'm a no good bastard. <laughs> I'm a sexist for calling her out. How dare I call her out? I'm supposed to be a journalist. I'm not supposed to have an opinion. I'm like, well, wait a minute. So on the one hand, I'm bought and paid for by the people who buy ads in my newspaper. On the other hand, when I criticize them, I'm a no good bastard. I'm a sexist. And I'm all these other things. I think you're starting to comprehend. Right. <laughs> And that's why Tom Duggan does whatever the hell Tom Duggan wants to do on any given issue and does not give a shit what anybody else thinks anymore. Because no matter what I do, I'm going to get hit from all sides. Because I don't check all the boxes on the left or on the right. Because I'm not bought and paid for by anybody. And every time a piece of proof comes up on that, I still get the crap knocked out of me. So I can't win no matter what I do. So I just keep coming in and doing my own thing. And if people don't like it, listen, this is America. You're free not to like it. Mm-hmm. What I object to is the people who attack my motives. Yeah. If you want to attack my position, I'm good with that because we can actually have a conversation about the issue. But if you're going to attack my motive and say I'm bought and paid for or all this other stuff, there's nowhere to go from there. There's no way to actually get back to the issue and discuss whether or not the issue like banning menthols or pot or driver's licenses for illegals or whatever. There's no way to get to that. And so when you look, and again, this is why I left the Republican Party. You look at the far left, they do the same exact stupid shit. You look at the far right, they do the same exact stupid shit. And that's why I left the Republican Party. I said, you know what? I want no part of this. I want no part of the hate. I want no part of the, and they're lies. They are lies. Not all the Democrats are bad people. Some of them are. Some of them are just bad people. Some of them, they really hate America and they do whatever they can to try and destroy the country. But a lot of them aren't. A lot of them have been persuaded one way or the other, either by being attacked by the opposite side or by a better argument by the people on their side. And I just think we need to like just dial it back a little bit. It's all this Trump hatred at the national level and all this partisan hatred at the state and, and local level that is driving people away from each other. You know, I, I, I did a little Diana Zog little last night. I checked us in on Facebook. We went to Salvatore's uh, restaurant, which, by the way, amazing veal masala. Um, and right away, why are you having dinner with her? She's the enemy. She's evil. Well, you know what? She's my friend. And she's not the enemy. And she's not evil. She has a different opinion than I do on some things. She has a different opinion than you do on some things. And you need to get over yourself. Because it's not about the person. It's, it's about the issues. And Diana and I disagree on a lot of stuff. And on a lot of stuff we agree. But you never, if you're, if you're the head of the mass GOP, you're never going to advance a, a conservative position in the state house by attacking every single person with a D next to their right. name because they're like 300 to one. Like, I think we literally have three Republicans in the Senate. Maybe I'm off. Maybe there's four. 
but you've got like what, 50 Senate members? Four doesn't get you anywhere. No. You look in the House, you've got, I think, 16 or 17. I might be off on the number. But there's way over 100, 100 state senators, uh, state, state legislators. So having 15 or 16 on your side doesn't going to help you do anything. In order to get anything passed, in order for my bill, the public records bill, to get passed, I needed support from Democrats and Republicans. I had to be willing to sit down with Democrats like Jamie Eldridge, God help me, and I did, sit down with him and talk with him about some of the things that he wanted to put in the public records bill and compromise. Now, look, they put some things in the public records bill that got passed that I absolutely hated. But it wasn't going to get passed without it. So then it becomes a zero-sum game. You get nothing and run around and bitch and complain like the, like the mass GOP wants to do about everything, right? Or do you work with people and do you move the ball forward closer to the goal line and then live to fight another day. That's my, that's my philosophy. Now, the yeah. mass GOP, I love Jim Lyons. He just has a different philosophy. He sees it completely different. But, um, you know, I, I, just, I just love how I'm the bad guy no matter what I do. Like, no matter what happens, it's me. I'm the bad. I'm, like, somehow I'm so powerful that, that people really, really are taken in by what my position is going to be on something. Well, you have a machine. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have this big machine. <laughs> I wish I did have a machine. At least people would be defending me when I get the crap beat out of me on Facebook. <laughs> so in Methuen, um, let's get to the, um, the, 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 the latest Methuen kerfuffle. So getting back to my point of a couple of weeks ago, and I think I mentioned it earlier, people in Methuen think they're so friggin' unique. They think nothing that happens in Methuen is happening anywhere else or has ever happened anywhere else. And they're all trying to reinvent the wheel. So... The Eagle Tribune published half a story, again, that they're very good at publishing half stories, and they got a copy of some emails between the Methuen Police Superior Officers Union president and their lawyers. Now, how they got those emails and why they, the union didn't fight um, the release of those emails, because it's attorney-client privilege, it's attorney-client work product, mm -hmm. I have no idea. But they did it, they released them, and the Eagle Tribune publishes them, kind of. They published some of them. They published excerpts from some of them. And here's the two things that came out of that. Number one, the chief is a no-good bastard. Uh, he's committing felonies because he's negotiating on behalf of, this is according to the Sabre and Makati clan, he's negotiating on behalf of the city against the patrolman and superior officers union. He represents the city during the, those negotiations. And if they get a bump in pay, he gets a bump in pay. So they're calling that self-dealing. They're saying he shouldn't be able to negotiate because whatever he accepts in that negotiation, he's going to personally benefit from in his own paycheck, which isn't exactly true. It's, it's close, but it's not exactly true because it's not the chief that accepts the contract at the end. The right. chief helps negotiate, but it's up to the mayor at the end of the day to accept the contract or not accept the contract. And if the mayor says, no, this is too much, go back and negotiate – then they go back and they negotiate. And it's up, to the, it's up to the chief in those negotiations to negotiate those numbers down you know, to whatever the mayor wants it to be. He's acting on behalf of the mayor, and that's his job. The other thing is, I'm sitting there reading this in the Eagle Tribune, and I'm watching all of the piling on that goes on, just like with the Diana thing. People half read stuff, and they just stop piling on. The chief's no good. He's a felon. He's breaking the law. This is self-dealing. We need to have all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and I started thinking, you know, it's funny because 
In Haverhill, the police chief negotiates the superior offices and the police union contracts. And in Lawrence, the police chief negotiates on behalf of the city for the patrolman. And the, mm -hmm. So if this was self-dealing, if this was something that was illegal, you would think that the attorney general would put a stop to it, I would think. Right. Right? But the attorney general hasn't put a stop to it. The other thing that uh, came out of these emails, um, and it's going to be a very short show today, the other thing that came out of these emails was that um, I guess Greg Gallant, president of, of the Patrolman's Union, was joking with his lawyer at some point and said something to the effect in one of the emails, I hope the counselors don't bring a calculator to the meeting. <laughs> now, is that funny? Yeah, it's kind of funny. But when you're reading it and it's out of context, it doesn't really seem very funny. It kind of seems almost nefarious. Right. And so they've seized upon this to say, see, see, it's proof. It's proof they broke the law. They broke the law. So, look, this is all going to come to a head. It's all going to go to arbitration. I know the council thinks that they should have some kind of a role in this. I don't really think that they should. It's up to the mayor. It's up to the people who are doing the management audit. It's up to the arbitrator. It's up to the court. There's also... Uh, uh, public safety investigations and law enforcement right. investigations going on. And I just think that the counselors should probably just kind of dial it back a little bit, worry about budget and policy. The new mayor has been in office like 11 minutes. Give him a chance to get some things done. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's going to be it. That's going to be it for me. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, don't you want to queue up the video? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, end the show. That. So, uh, Matt McLennan from McLennan uh, Real Estate, um, McLennan and Company, who was a sponsor of the show. I didn't mention my sponsors. We'll do that before the end. Yeah. Um, he went out and did a video because everybody says the weights market differently, and they kind of put like a little funny video together <laughs> about how to say the weights. Is it to weights? Is it the weights? Some people say it like wicked differently. Uh, and I thought I would play that for you guys because I thought it would be kind of funny if you want to do that. I do want to. Hey everyone, it's Matt and Sam here, Century 21 McLennan Company. How's it going? Here's a big question that comes up every single day here at McLennan Company. Hey guys, what's for lunch? I say we go to Twaits. That's a great idea, but I think it's pronounced Twaits. I'm having some Twaits today. Brenda, what do you think? I'm in, but I think it's pronounced Twaits. Hey Google, how do you pronounce T-H-W-A-I-T-E-S. That's pronounced Thwaites. I say Thwaites. It's Thwaites, isn't it? I say Thwaites. And I say Thwaites. Oh. It's Thwaites Market. I'm pretty sure it's Thwaites. No. It's definitely Thwaites. He says Thwaites. Right, buddy? It's pronounced Thwaites and anybody that thinks otherwise is wrong. Thwaites. Twaitsies. The poor quiet place. <laughs> Twaits. Twaits. Hi, this is Mayor Neil Perry. And one of the things that I love best about what I'm doing is Twaits. Uh, and you can take that pronunciation to the bank. It's the Waits. I guess if you live in Matuan, you can call it Twaits. But if you live in Methuen, you should call it Thwaites. Thwaites Market. Well, there you have it. I guess it really doesn't matter how you say it. There's one thing for sure. Everyone loves Thwaites Market, especially their friends at McLennan & Company. I thought it was McClellan. Oh! Oh!
Burn. Burn. So we wanted to we wanted to play that for Matt. Matt, by the way, Matt McLennan and his nephew, and I hope his name is Sam because that's within the, the, that's the name that's in my head. But I'm always wrong about those things. Uh, showed up last night at uh, a TMF family dinner for the homeless and donated some food and hung around all night too. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, I, I I love it when people in the private industry, people in private business, see something going on that helps other people and just jumps in. And what's great about Matt is he always says, listen, you don't have to thank me. Don't put my name on Facebook. Those are the people I always put their name on Facebook, even when they say don't, because there are a lot of people who go and help the homeless when they know there's going to be cameras and they want to get their name in the paper. They want to get thanked publicly so they can virtue signal what a nice person they are. And the people that do it quietly and don't want the kudos are the ones that I want to make sure get the kudos. So, um, we want to thank McLennan Real Estate for sponsoring the show. Love Janet McBride. Did you see the way she looked at her husband when he said to Waits? A look uh, of uh, total uh, disgust. Total disgust. <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, AFC Urgent Care. We want to thank uh, Lisa Williams at, over at AFC Urgent Care. If uh, you're not feeling well, they're in North Andover and Methuen. I usually go to the one in Methuen, but I've been to the one in North Andover. Uh, always get great service. Maku towing. Uh, Jason Maku comes every Wednesday night and brings hot cocoa or coffee for the homeless, which is amazing, which is awesome. Marsan and Son Construction, the Methuen Police Superior Officers Union, Climate Design Systems, and by the way, uh, Borelli's Deli. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if they're still open by the time I can get out of here, I'm going to get my meats today at Borelli's Deli. And not only do they have great sandwich meats, they have great sandwiches. So usually I'll go, I'll get like a pound of turkey, a pound of ham, a pound of uh, cheese, a couple of other things, and then I'll order two or three subs. Two right? or three? Yeah. And I stick them in the fridge. Uh-huh. So, like, when I'm sitting in my office and it's two in the morning and I get hungry, I can take half a sub. Right. And I have Because two I have in the morning is only halfway through your well, That's <laughs> true. I'm not climbing into bed until about seven anyway. So, uh, all right. So, uh, we're going to end the show here. It's going to be a quick show. I will be on Political TNT at four o'clock. And uh, next week, we are going to have the Methuen Police Superior Officers Union here. I think we may have Police Chief Joe Solomon here. And we're definitely going to have Jerry Flynn from the Police Benevolent Association representing the Methuen officers. And we're going to ask some tough questions, right? And we'll see what kind of answers that they have. And maybe we can dispel some of the lies and some of the rumors that are going on surrounding all of this kerfuffle. I'm looking forward to that. I am too. Uh, so Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So please just go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.